0: We're going to be looking at four terms today. I want to teach some Hebrew, but really take time to translate it, understand what it means. Notice I haven't translated it yet because everything in this Parsha especially is a metaphor. And as soon as you... Can you give us the Parsha? Yes, Parsha Akev, 1091. In this? In the green, yes. 1091. Yes, chapter seven, verse twelve, Parshat Akev. And if you obey these rules, v'haya Akev tishmaun et What is Akev? Just, I'm asking the most simple question there is. Why would you need to use Akev? Rita's a fluent speaker. Rita. If <laughs> you were going to say, if you're going to do something in Hebrew, you'd say, Im. Im. Yeah. Right. Or Kiim. But it doesn't say that. It says, "Akev." Now, Akev is a name of one of our four uh, fathers, Abraham, Yitzhak, and yeah. Ya-akov. Ya-akov. Yaakov. So, Akev is short. Is well, it's it's a it's a term what Yaakov means. And what is Yaakov's name from? Do you remember Jacob and Esau were struggling in the womb? And yes, he grabbed at the, Gus, yes, your hand is up. He Bertus, at the heel. <coughs> the heel. He holding the heel. So Yaakov's name is heel. Yaakov, the heel. Now, What does that mean in this context? It is about Yaakov. And what was Jacob as a metaphor in our tradition? A wanderer, a struggler. He had calluses. He was not flowing and easy. He was not a big... Abraham was this noble justice warrior. Yitzchak was more... I mean, his name is laughter, but he's not a funny character. He's kind of diminutive in his in his structure between Abraham and Yaakov. Jacob's a, kind of a heel guy. He's a heel guy. And Akiv. Tishmeun means if you follow on the heels of these things. So it is not just consequently, it's something that represents you must move forward. And there will be consequences. And I don't think that this is, and this is from commentators as well, Rashi Ibn Ezra, they say, from Yaakov, Jacob, it is because you must move. You must move forward in this time. Moshe, remember where we are in the Torah. Moses is giving three different (coughs) speeches through the course of Deuteronomy as he's wishing his children farewell. And he's saying you've got to step out. Now I'm not asking you to turn right now. The very end of this parsha. Bear with me a moment. At the very end of the parsha is 11:06. Ki im tishmarun. If you keep this instruction, this teaching. Loving God, walking in God's ways, holding fast. Do you hear it? Walking in God's ways. I'm just giving you the bookends, and this is just this is my midrash here. Kol Hamakom Asher tidroch Kaf Raglechem Bolechem. Every spot on which your foot treads shall be yours. So my friends... Now, this is where I get a little kooky. This is a divine pedicure. And I mean that really seriously. So now I'm going to give you a little story. Nathan came home from camp. Ramah, They wear flip-flops 24-7. I've seen some bad feet. He was really... I mean, you know, after a summer at camp and all the... So I'm like, all right, we got to do this. This is medical. This is not spa day, but it kind of spa day. I took him to get a pedicure, to get the calluses off the feet. It is a decalusing, this Yaakov, this Akev Tishme'un. How do you, and this is, I mean, obviously I'm trying to be a little kooky here and funny, but so what happens? He decaluses, and then what happens? It's so sensitive and he wears the same stuff. He's doing the same thing kids do and now he's hurt, right? He's got blisters. Ah, but why'd you make me do that? I, you're funny. <laughs> I thought I was doing a nice thing. Let me return back to this Parsha. This Parsha is begging us to change. It is saying we are... Akavar kara means uh, without Progeny. That is the threat that we will be wombless. This is back to this first uh, page. Let me read for you. Faithfully the covenant you will make, you shall be blessed. Uh, Next page, 1092. You will find favor. God will bless you, multiply you. This is the good stuff. Blessing from your issue, womb, produce from the soil, new grain, wine, and oil, calving from the herd, lambling from the flock in the land to you that has been assigned. Blessed above all other peoples. By the way, the Midrash, I want to say verse 14 Baruch Tihiye Mikol Ha'amim, in this context of Reconstructionist Judaism, I just want you to know the Midrash already in Breshit Rabbah says, Mikol Ha'amim means because other people are inspired by your teachings. Not that God blesses you above other people, but your unique place in the world is a blessing for others to see. So, You can say asher bacharbanu mikol ha'amim and mean something entirely different. That comes from this. I will reward off all sickness. You will not bring upon you any of the dreadful diseases that you know, etc., etc. This is the first section of how God will clean house, so to speak, so you can inherit the land. If you follow my commandments, it's a good land. I'm keeping going. We're in the second section of the triennial. Now, this is where it gets a little scary. Take care. Pentishkach, <inaudible> that you forget God and fail to keep commandments. Now, I'm on page 1096. Verse 11. And just notice the waxing and the wane. Notice that chauffeur kind of a sign or cosign of our religious life. When you've eaten your fill, you've built fine houses that look like Cape Cod to live in. And your herds and your flocks have multiplied. And your hedge funds have multiplied. And your silver and gold and Bitcoin have increased. And everything you own has prospered. Beware lest your heart. Your heart goes up. The haughty heart. And in, in the Bible the heart <coughs> is the mind. The heart is not what we consider the center of emotions and romance, the laiv, is your mental faculty. So when you get haughty in your own mind and forget God who freed you from Egypt, who led you through the great terrible wilderness with the serpents and scorpions, do you see how he's push, pull? Moses is just, do you know how good you, oh come on, we've all done the speech. you know how good you got it? You know what my Zadie went through? I, I lived <laughs> south of Wilshire, I'll tell you. Okay, okay, that was too much. Shh. Who fed you in the wilderness with manna, ancestors you've never known, in order to rest you, my own power with my own hand. Remember, it's the Lord your God, Adonai, who gives you this power to great wealth, the fulfillment. So, this is where. Verse 19. If you utterly forget God, Adonai, and follow other gods, I warn you, you'll certainly perish, like the nations will cause you to perish, because you didn't heed God. This reward and punish, reward and punish. Shema Yisrael. And we've already heard in the last parsha, hear, O Israel, Shema Yisrael. You're about to cross over the Jordan and you're about to take on a challenge that's much bigger than you. Who can stand up to these great giants? No, it is none other than God that is crossing at the head in this consuming fire. It is God who will wipe them out. Verse 3 And when God has thrust them from your past, do not say. God has enabled us to do this because of our virtues. Mm. It's because they were horrible. Because the wickedness of those nations, this is why they are dispossessed. Not because of your... It is not because of your virtues and rectitude. It is because of their wickedness. That God is fulfilling the oath made to Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So here, I really want to take a pause. Why is God doing this push-pull, or Moses, in his speech? Because remember, this is Moses' speech about what God did. It's not about you. This is not about you. But he's also, at the same time, Moses is begging us. Be good. Do the right thing. And if you do, I'll give you a great reward. So is it or isn't it? I'm not giving you this allowance because you did the dishes. Do the dishes and you'll get allowance. What is it? Is there a contradiction here? No, because you're saying you're
1: not so special. (laughs) You have to do these things and get these rewards. You're not so special. You're not so wonderful. So... uh, For
2: me, that's the
0: message. And has anybody felt this moment of feeling that special? I did this, this is mine, and then got knocked off your high horse the moment that you were like, this is what? Oh, yeah, it's because I I know I do every day. A certain sense of satisfaction from the work that I've done, from kindness, and thank you for the honor to be able to serve. And immediately after I fall right off that horse, because it wasn't because of me, it's because of the position that I get to fulfill, even as a parent. Because
2: it's the right thing to do.
0: And because it's the right thing to do. And so, in a sense, faith in God is just not really about faith in God as a much of humility that is not you controlling everything. Yes?
1: Because there's such a difference between hearing and listening... I've always wondered why it's translated as hear, O Israel,
0: instead of listen, Israel. Yes. Uh, why isn't it? Like, well, because. so not the same thing. No. So hear and listen. And I've seen listen, yeah. O Israel. But Shema in Hebrew is obey. Oh, okay. It means you know, obedience.
2: If you, if you use the Hebrew, it
0: covers. Shema is truly obedience. So it's not yeah, just absolutely. understanding and it's performative. Shema Yisrael. Yes. So, uh, since
2: you said we're going to interpret this through a metaphor. Yes. Okay? And since we're between Kishab and Rosh Hashanah, yeah, I see this as a reminder to be humble. <laughs> that humility is true step in this. You can't get to of the
0: Amen. And we're going to get there now. We're turning one page just in a moment. Yes, please, David. Page 1098, top of the page. I'm going to get closer reads now. Yes, thank you.
2: seems to, to me calls out uh, my recollection of the saints so when Micah, do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Dot, dot, dot. And if you do that, this will come to you. Justice, humility, you know.
0: Do and do you properly. feel there's a reward there, David? If you do those yes. things, then you'll get it.
2: If, if, you if, you, if you are observant, humble, do justice, yes, there's a reward for living that life. Now, it's not so <laughs>
0: much an individual act as the way you behave. The quality of your, your existence. quality of your existence, Yes, John. You
2: know, there's uh, an old Buddhist saying that says, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. <laughs> yeah, that's and I think that that's what it oh. is. Yes. You just
1: do the righteous acts. You just do the right thing. Um, you know, that's a special. Remain humble, chop wood, carry water. Yeah. Obey your God. I'll please. play devil's advocate. Bert and Danny, please. <laughs> Uh, because in fact the righteous are not always rewarded and the evil are not always, always punished. punished and it would be nice if that's what the world were like but I'm not sure that's that's the case so not that I don't believe this and not that I don't believe that in the end maybe, I mean maybe that's where heaven and all that stuff comes from or how long the, mm-hmm. the 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 you know, the world to come, that you'll, you're not going to get the reward now, but you'll get it later. You won't get the punishment now. You'll get the punishment later. Uh, but it's very difficult. I think it says somewhere in Pirkei Avot, you know, we just can't explain why the righteous suffer. You know, why did children get cancer? So, you know, you, you can't, in
0: your... You can't. As devil's advocate, of course. Yeah, I'm, uh,
1: no, I'm just saying it's- So, devil,
0: um, if you believe, do you believe that Moses is saying in this moment that as long as you are good and follow my mitzvot, you personally will achieve these rewards of... Economic security, agricultural security. I'm challenging you. What is, is the, the reward?
1: Singular or plural here? See, in English, you is both singular and plural. We don't have a difference.
0: You.
2: Amy I- does. Yeah, I
0: Sion.
1: <laughs>
0: I, would be- I think mm-hmm. when Sion, Israel, the children of Israel, and how do I know this? Proof text? Mm-hmm to the devil's advocate is it going to be these people that are entering the land that are hearing this no it's a next generation and your children it says later on in this parsha your children didn't hear this you did so you're saying
1: this is social
0: no and not when i personally su- when i personally suffer and i feel that i haven't been rewarded i ask in the overall, when I feel that suffering, if in the overall, I feel that we've been blessed as a, as a world, as a community, as a family, and I have to say yes. Even, you know, this is tough. My, my wife passed five years ago, four years ago. There was blessing. She was pissed. She wasn't happy at it. But she felt blessing. She felt punished, rewarded. Why do kids get cancer? And ironically, I'm just going to challenge you with this. I love you being devil's advocate. You keep it coming. Often children, even in those stages of very challenging mortality, have a tremendous will. And there is the existential stuff often is coming from adults who are are struggling with this justice. That doesn't justify it in the slightest. The, The question is, what is reward? What is reward? If it is these material things. And... The question of humility, again, is humility. If you truly have that humility, you're happy with what you got. That's mech bechelko. And that takes a certain amount of what to do next, what to do next, what to do next. I'll look back and say, you know, look, I was living in Morro Bay. It was a good life. I mean, Central Coast, public golf course, it was beautiful. (laughs) That was reward, but it wasn't reward. Ultimately, it wasn't. A satisfying life. So for me, work is reward in that sense. I'm challenging you to reconsider what that means without the world to come, because I think that's the danger. I'll get mine. I'll get mine. Well, I don't know what's going to happen on the other side, but I don't think you know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delay gratification. Delay gratification. You got to figure out where we're getting these uh, treasures here. Yeah. Oh, great. Good. So, but, uh, Margaret, do you want to pass or you want to go? Because I remember Margo, Dana. And, George, and then I want to get back, because I want to get back to Mark's point. It's right here in the text. Rabbi,
2: this is Al, it's not
1: George. No, no, no.
0: He's no, doing it again. He's yeah. doing it again. The, he's, he's got a real problem. Right, he does. Chicago, Dorchester. I'm getting even this, the task. Margo, please. I don't
1: mean to drag you away from that point, but I was just thinking um, in the everyday, in our daily prayer book, we have the prayer of if you did this then you do that kind of thing. is that
0: from um, this second? the second paragraph of the Shema, it's a little earlier, it's in Vayatchanan, it's in the Parsha right before this. And absolutely and I would only say, yes, you will have swings and vicissitudes, but if you try to mark each of your successes directly related to a good deed I believe that we will fail in trying to play God in that prognostication. Oh, my God, I did this mitzvah, and that's why I got into Harvard. (laughs) Just fair warning, fair warning. But yes, and Moses, I think what we miss in this, he speaks for God in this very powerful way. He's also losing control. He's that dad talking to the college kid before they go to college. If you... What are you going to do? You know, you're going to be texting for the next four years, you know, and you don't know what's going on over there. That is he is speaking for God. By the way, he gets it wrong in this text as to what happened. Like, for example, when uh, the golden calf, he says, you know, I threw it into the water. Uh, he, made, he molded it into sand, dust. He actually made him drink it. Which shows you that it's a much, actually, a later interpolation, perhaps. But that's a different question. Let's get back to the text, back to Torah. Sorry, I go far afield. Although, yes, Dana, George, Hi. Al, thanks. Um, now I have another name to have. And I was so
2: inspired by the metaphor of the ram's horn. Yes. Because that is our life, that's our annual life, and that's what this message is all about. That you start here, and it's good, but be aware that the current... It's going to continue even in your day and uh, I think that's... That's part of our Jewish
0: tradition. So much. And I, what I really want to do is is what I did with the, a lot of the high school kids, and it's so hard to see on the day-to-day, the up-to-down, let alone. Day one was great, let me just tell you. Day two is a challenge. you got to follow up. you got to work. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. But what we have to see, and this is faith, mm-hmm. is that that through line, is coming to sort a greater sense of fulfillment and completion that after my lifetime that I can look only in hindsight to see that. When I'm in the midst of it. Now, there are those that are believing that. Yeah, it might look good now, but we're going to heck in a handbasket, don't buy it. Or the flat line. It was, it is, it always will be. Why do we read that on Sukkot? Because we've spent so much time encouraging us, pushing us, pulling us. I also warn, I call this the spiritual VIX, right? The volatility index. You've got to watch yourself when you're getting to Jeremiah, who uh, as a prophet was also manic depressive. And so when we outdo ourselves, look at me, I just bought the entire Ikea. (laughs) Slow your roll. Okay. This is just all to this point. I'm good. I'm glad you're inspired by the chauffeur because this is what the rabbis really insisted. You cannot because some Ibex have a straight. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Have you seen people blow a straight chauffeur? You don't get
1: the sound.
0: No, you do. The rabbis wouldn't allow it. No, because you're, you're carving it out. The rabbis were not allowed. it. the metaphor. Vayadata. <laughs> now I'm going to get to Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to set you up. I've got 15 minutes.
1: But let George... practice.
0: Oh, please. Out. Out. Continue. Uh,
2: you mentioned the word faith, and this is maybe part of the religion. Religion is supposed to have faith, and we have faith that this is going to occur... Even though it doesn't. And, and uh, Kierkegaard said the more, the greatest magic or what have you that the believe, you believe in, the greater the faith you have. So if you believe, uh, you have the faith that it's going to happen, even though there are ups and downs.
0: And I just want to go back to Jody and how do I live that faith? Mm-hmm. Chopping Number wood. Doing dishes. Dishes make the best introduction. Doing, you want love, do. So it's not so, and Kierkegaard, for me, it's a little highfalutin in that. Uh, The angels in the details in that kind of way. Uh, and these are the mitzvot that we're really talking about in, in these broad strokes. But mitzvot are. And you'll notice, and I just it's so important in this Parsha, that he has transformed the Ten Commandments. Oh, I'll do that. Oh, there's just too much good stuff. The Ten Commandments do not talk about the poor visiting the sick, the widow. It's just not in the Ten Commandments. It's about bearing false witness. But he is transformed in this speech. You know what it's all about? It's about. The poor, the gear, yeah, the stranger. That's a total reinterpretation. It's a social on the ground. It is not "I am the Lord or God." With a my, it is. But what is that translated into? These these humble no- notions of the the bent. Yes,
2: I think Al has it just right. Yeah, uh, I look at this as the perfect. Who am I? I've been asking that question. <laughs> Who am I? I think it's the perfect aspirational speech from a leader to the people. Yeah, behave this way, maybe not every day isn't going to be roses, but every day wake up and thank God for being here. And over time, this is going to be just this is the right way to behave to achieve.
0: I'll t- amen, well, to achieve maybe happiness, but to achieve long life on this earth and endure with great love, because if you look at Yaakov, Ekif, he looks back at his life and he tells his kids long and hard mm-hmm. it was a toughie, mm-hmm. didn't love it, you know, my, the end of my grandfather's life, it wasn't oh, I wax poetic mm-hmm. this was tough <laughs> you know, kids are tough, grandkids are tough it was tough. He lived a beautiful life. 99, we celebrated him fully. And I I, I know that in his, in that grizzle, you, you know when my my grandpa used to, you know, the two-day unshave. And he would just make sure that I, that was the way he loved. So I'm just, I'm cautioning you ever so slightly. How we have happiness and joy is often not in what we proclaim, but it's in how we live. And I do want to. correlate. Oh, Yes.
1: There are people who bargain with God with that in mind. If you give me this, I promise forever I will do
0: that. Margot was mentioning it, second paragraph of the Shema, which some would take out. I would say just watch your volatility index and what that through line is. So to back, 1,098, and I'm trying to give you a different version of Kishinu Oref. Kshe Orif, this third term, Kshe Orif. So Akev means consequence, walk, and heal. Akara, Akara, we didn't do that one. We'll save that for later. Wombless, it just shows that a man can have a womb too, be prodigious. So that when I say, to Torah, Chuppah, and Ma'asim, Tovim, good deeds, and children, that's prodigiousness. That doesn't mean actual children. It's a metaphor. This is Kishino Aref, and I'm sorry, this is so stiff-necked, right? Mm Stiff-necked, which is Obdurate, obstinate, but that's not what it means in this context. 1098. Know then it's not for your virtue of yours that God is giving you this good land. You ata. You are a stiff neck people. Notice that stiff neckedness is the opposite of good. Therefore, and what is kash? Kash is summer straw. What is straw in summer? Dry Dry and brittle. Therefore, stiff necked. I said obdurate, meaning stone-like, pillar. No, it is in. It's weak. It's stiff and weak is obstinate. So but uh, there's an obstinate look. When I have a 12-year-old girl who's obstinate about, you know, resisting, that's obstinate. That's strong. This is different. This is there's a certain weakness in straw, that brittleness, but it's so afraid to move any which way. Think of more Uh, That osteoporosis of fear of turning any which way, and I've been there too, God willing, Amy heals with great strength. That sense that if you move at all, if you bend, if you show humility, if you do tshuva, trying to change, you'll break, you'll snap. That's what creates, I believe, for Moshe, the stiff-necked people. They're so afraid from where they've been and where they're going. They've had so much of this. I'm not moving. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to. I can't accept it. And we know this because it is a matter of sensitivity. And I I do want to say both Misha Beirah and... and, uh, With us now, I'm going to ask us to turn to the final 11:02. A few, a few uh, pages later, this is getting tricky, and this is why I wanted to talk about the male having a womb, because yes, females also have "quote unquote" mental foreskin. Okay, so we are on now, verse 16. Okay, page eleven o two, verse sixteen. Umaltem et orlat levavchem, vaarvchem lo takshu od. Okay, let me read this. Therefore, cut away the thickening about your mind. Cut away the calluses of your mind. And stiffen your necks no more. Mm -hmm. Do you understand now, if lave is heart, how can it be the stiff neck? Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? And now I'm going all the way back to our spiritual pedicure of the heel. (laughs) This is a headicure. And so an insensitivity, just back to my son. I felt terrible. He had these blisters sensitive and and mark this is why it takes seven weeks you can't just (laughs) you'll get it you'll you'll get something but what is that sensitivity that layer by layer
2: tuning
0: in yeah well, it's to be shifted and changed. I mean, I know my resistance. When I meet each, hmm? It's tearing down before you rebuild. And layer by layer before you, because each person that I meet, I so want to be, you know, not only your rabbi, but your friend and everything. I become more stiff in a sense. Mm-hmm. I'm building up. But if I just came as a pool of like, (laughs) I mean, it can be very emotional, but that's not what we need. So how do we from this beginning? Now I want to pull back in these last minutes. We began of consequences of our spiritual lives. We began with the heel and we end with the head. And in both of these, There is, in both of these, there's a dual nature of the push-pull of making them feel bad and better, of being exposed and open and also protective, not too exposed. And most of all, in order to halakha, to walk, we need humility. We need a certain suppleness. Now, this is why I wanted to say, my zaidi chauffeur. You must use a bent chauffeur. The halacha says, and in fact, you are never supposed to walk upright. The tradition says you should, you know, should always walk like a chauffeur, a little bent, to show. Well, okay, so it's a metaphor okay. to show that humility, to not be stiff-necked. And now, and I could show you this. Uh, turn one back page to eleven hundred. Verse 25, 1100. (laughs) I lay prostrate before Adonai those 40 days. This is a totally different way to look at what bowing before the Lord is. Throughout our tradition, we don't bow that way. We don't bow to kings. We don't bow to prophets. We also kind of don't, I mean, yes, we bow to God. But that never made sense to me. It's an issue of humility. Va'anachnu kor'im is from the neck. This proves to me every time I do the Alenu, I am humble. I am not standing so tall. When he, et nafal, when he falls before God, he is saying, I'm not stiff-necked. It is not, oh dear Lord, this is me. It's a, it's a centering. It's a humility. It's that chauffeur. And that ultimately, how do you take that, that stiff uh, uh, straw and turn it into that supple nature? It is a building. It's a reflection. It's a turning. And this is why we need these seven weeks to slowly, carefully re-engender within ourselves the ability to turn. To grow at every age. We will always, through this wisdom, continue to grow.